My name is Juan and you're listening to Birthing Babes podcast, part two of Babe 12, Rachel Burke. In this episode, Rachel and I spoke about working mum life. There are a few good tidbits and advice in this episode, so let's get to it. I'm recording in the bedroom right now because the child is home. Oh, yep. Yeah, my child is asleep but could Mm -hmm. awake. Um, let's see, let's see where this goes. (laughs) Um, so I guess, uh, we stopped at, uh, the birth of Hugo. Yes. Um, I just wanted to chat about your work, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. About what you do with your work. So the audio on this part is probably going to sound better than the audio of the first part. Um, salty. Yeah. Yeah. Where, so, you know, we're super tech savvy now. I know we've come on such a journey actually together. I don't know if you find this. I don't know. Email. I used to be amazing at replying to emails. Like I would reply to them within 10 seconds of receiving an email, but it's become my vice to just fucking procrastinate on them (laughs) and use them as this like beautiful place for like exploring my anxiety. (laughs) Just being really bad on email. You'll get the weird like indulgence. Oh, I get so many emails. That's the thing. Like right now I'm looking at my inbox. I've got like 200 unread emails. Oh, it's so bad. I would read them, but I would flag them. I'll be like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'll deal with this later, but I'll read them first. But sometimes I forget to flag and then that's when it's like 10 days ago. And I'm like, sorry. (sighs) It's funny how it was super hot two days ago and now I'm wearing a jumper. It's like 18 degrees. Oh, my God. Melbourne, hey? <laughs> Crazy. All day today and tomorrow. Whereas it has just been a bloody cesspool of heat here. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've got my founding father's hairstyle on because it's like wearing a scarf when I've got <laughs> my hair out. It's very upsetting. That and Hugo will like pull it like a chain. <laughs> yeah. I always have to have yeah. my hair You have really long hair too, yeah. Yeah, I had it trimmed the other week and yeah. It- out really good it was st- it's still long but it's not like my butt crack long mm. oh my god after uh, did you find baby hormones and milk hormones makes your hair like you are a earth mother yeah um mine was so fucking long after i had you guys i swear it like touched my butt crack yeah. <laughs> did you lose a bunch um a little bit i didn't shed too much um much. oh really dan was actually worried about me when he saw how much I shed. He's worried you're going to shed into like you, one day he's going to come to the shower and you're just going to have slid down the bottle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah apparently this is normal. He goes, yeah, I am like normal. a snake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friend, she shed so much. She said she would brush her hair and it was like that scene in the craft where the oh. girl's like, brushing her hair and she's like oh my god I've been cursed yeah <laughs> that's the worst but I think because yeah. it's super long it makes it look worse than it is it's just yeah, so yeah. much of it yeah yeah and because it's you've got dark hair too it probably yeah. like shows up yeah yeah I'm dark everywhere <sighs> oh look out <laughs> um, oh. anyway anyhow you were in product um oh crap what was the term you said development thank you you yeah. were doing that for seven years before yeah. you quit. Uh, that was my job that I did, um, that I quit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I worked as a 
designer at, I was like, they call it a designer, but it's mainly product development, I think. I was like the head women's wear designer at Universal Store. Oh, yeah. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, that youth retailer. And then before that, I designed for Princess Polly, which is now only online, but they used to have boutiques. Um, And then before that, I had my own little brand. That's how I kind of got into it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and Um, then I left the Universal role. uh, That was the role I left to come to Town, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, When, how long ago was that? Uh, That was 2017. So, this is, um so yeah two years was that or three years oh my god this is my third year because it was february i think it was fuck i don't even know so last year was my first or second oh my god tom (laughs) thomas do you know when i left universal was it 2017 or 2018 god i don't even know as i said my mind is dust this isn't for the podcast is it is it? It's recording. <laughs> oh my god! That's so funny. Oh my god! Worst podcast. <laughs> I'm dead. How am I, post baby? I'm dead in the brain. Don't even worry. It's recording. It's 2017. Beautiful. So, Thank you, Tom. Tom. <laughs> Tom sets up the microphone. He answers my question. Now he leaves. Bye. <laughs> Maybe I should have said when I recorded. Sorry. Oh my god! Don't even worry. That's some good lols for your podcast. <laughs> We're really grassroots here. Yeah. I'll just um. I'll edit all our secrets out. That's fine. Then. No worries. Okay, um. Cool. So how's that? How was it when you quit? Did you quit on good terms? Were you like, okay, I actually need- yeah yeah, um, which I was really glad about because I, to be honest, I left my first job. I shouldn't now. I've named them, but mm-hmm. Princess Polly. That wasn't the best terms because um there was some. Um, contracty stuff that hadn't come through and it was a bit complicated, blah, blah, blah. I won't go into it. Um, But uh, Universal was a great place to work. Like I I left on really good terms. Um, It was so nice. The the hardest thing was actually leaving because they, and it was lovely. They didn't want me to go. Um, And I I didn't really want to go, but I I did want to go. Like I knew it was time. And because I was I had my sensible hat on. I I could have left probably sooner, but in part because I really liked the job and I liked the people, um, and I just had my my black hat of care and caution, as Edward de Berno would say. <laughs> um, I had that on, and I was really conscious that I didn't ever want to leave. Um, and have my art just be stressfully supporting my life. Like I wanted to leave with a bit of savings and with the certainty that. Um, I was kind of leaving to a new job, which was paying, um, <laughs> as opposed to just being like a starving artist. I just did yeah. not subscribe to that idea at all. Um, because yeah, go to mortgage, all that sort of stuff yeah. had to be sensible. So, um, but I felt really good to leave and, uh, it was definitely the right decision. Cause I, I like to say that I had expired. Um, I think that in the long run, it was good for them as well because they probably, they would have gotten some fresh blood um, yeah. and I, my heart just wasn't in it anymore. Yeah. yeah I totally, I totally understand. Mm. Um, it was, it's hard to um, give away any kind of security. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. What you want to do. And that's the scariest thing with freelance that I found is like that idea of the safety net of a day job being gone. Um, because I loved that, but you sacrifice the other thing if you are if you 're doing well and you 've gotten to the point where you need more time, um, you realize that the time is the most valuable thing of all mm-hmm. um, 
to actually be able to produce your work and I needed more of that. And um, unless I was going to hire like assistants to, you know, be working during the day while I was at work, yeah. um, which I didn't want to do, uh, I knew that I was going to have to have to leave. Yeah. And, um, and it, it was off the bat too of, I had some things lined up as well when I left. Um, and that was part of the clincher as well. I was like, okay, I've got these like good projects ahead. Um, I had launched my website by that point selling stuff. Um, I felt pretty confident that I could at least survive a year. And I kept reminding myself as well that even if at the end of the year, you know, all the projects dried up and somehow, you know, things just hadn't worked out, like no one could take my resume away from me. I was still going to have worked the work I'd done. And if I needed to get another job, I just would, even if I had to work in retail or something uh, and go back to that world, um, that, that would always be there. Like a day job is in some way a safety net because you can always get another job, hopefully. <laughs> That's really positive. Yeah. Cause I'm all yeah. like, I was all like, I'm not fucking going back. I need to. Yeah. When did you, where did you work before you I was took the at leave? Maya. So I was. Oh my God. I worked there. Like, oh my God. The, yeah. What department? Well, I, was in, <laughs> I was in the head office. Oh, in head office. Oh my God. I'm like, what department? <laughs> that was my first job. I was in. As a the- Christmas painter you didn't work with Santa <laughs> no, hey, you were way fancier than I ever was at Maya sorry now I realize I've opened the window and I've let in some street sounds so you know I again, can't really hear it okay great, great yeah great. with the microphone yeah. you have um it takes best like if you speak mm. yeah so beautiful um, there's a term for it I can't remember what it is anymore mm. um yeah so I was um with the not the IT team, but I was one of the um, front end web developer. At okay, Maya. cool. Yeah, yep. so um, cool nerd, you know. Oh, I love this nerdy energy. <laughs> Excellent. And it was really handy actually to be able to set up my own websites and emails and whatnot. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm also like yes to a day job, particularly Mm. like something like that as well, because you learn so much that you can absolutely translate into your own business. Yeah, for sure. Our whole team is, um, we've got like a little social media department, little SEO, um, Mm -hmm. like um, designers. So there's Mm -hmm. so many people that I could pick my brain from, uh, sorry, Mm -hmm. pick their brains. Um, and they have, you know, those guys and girls at Maya when I was there have actually helped me heaps kind yeah. of start up Yumi and Bones in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciate their help. Yep. And, um, you know, and once you kind of doing it on your own, you meet new people, um, you know, other makers, and then we just share knowledge about oh, yeah and it's a really good community the makers community i enjoy um you know our little community i guess yeah yeah that's one thing that i really love about melbourne like there is a bit of a makers community in brisbane but i feel like it's it's and also on instagram i feel like there's a good community and you know i'm able to connect with people like you um (laughs) and other great people but um i feel like melbourne just has a bit more of a hub about it yeah. than I think because there's so many more makers in Melbourne. I'm going to say that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. But I feel you like there's, right. 
uh, a real community that mm. um, that definitely does exist in Brisbane, but I feel like it feels more connected in Melbourne. And whenever I go to Melbourne, I'm always like, oh, I just want to move back. But then when I come home, I'm like, oh, I love Brisbane. It's, you know, it's hard. <laughs> Are you from Melbourne originally? Yeah, yeah, I grew up there. Um, and I moved up here when I was like 15. And then I studied, I came back to Melbourne to study at VCA. And then yeah. I came back to Brisbane. So I've kind of ping-ponged and maybe one day I can see myself for sure coming back to Melbourne but yeah. I don't know when that when that day will be yeah mm, I see mm. well you come you mm. travel down here a lot though yeah work. yeah and that's kind of been the happy medium as well as to kind of like home base in Brisbane because it does have like such a nice chill vibe in Brisbane mm. um Melbourne just is feeling busier and busier but with that comes a really great energy and like a real sense of excitement that yeah. is just different to Brisbane. So I feel like I feel like my heart is in two cities in some ways. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, coming down for work and stuff is great. I mean, even yeah. just holidays. But yeah. so, when's your next um, coming down for work moment? Uh, in March, so I'm coming down for Fashion Week, doing first show yeah. um, that I've done for Vamp. Um, which I'm really excited about. I think that'd be really fun. I'm doing it with Eat Me Do and yeah. Squint, which are yet yeah, two Melby makers, mm-hmm. uh, and we're really excited about it. So that should be great fun. Yeah. Is that your first vamp? vamp? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I always had this stupid promise to myself. I was like, I shall never go to Fashion Week until I am at Fashion Week. <laughs> I've never even been or anything like such a crazy person. Um, so I'm like, yes, ticking that off my little bucket list. Uh, it should be really fun. It's an independent runway. Um, mm. And Frankie are presenting it, which is really cool. Yeah. And uh, it should be real cute. It's inspired by like kids' birthday parties. I've um, you'll have to come, the props. Actually. Yeah. I need to get the tickets. Yes. They're on sale now, yeah? The oh, t- yes, they yeah. are. I like okay. that little pom-pom um, party hat thing. Thank you. Um, Those vessels yeah. are really cute. What are they made from? Thanks. Yeah, I made them well with my favorite thing, foil and plaster. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> I'm insane and I am obsessed. What is it with kitchen foil that just has me so hooked at the moment? I just feel like something's brewing with the kitchen foil. Like I'm like, yeah. I've been exploring it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm about to... And that's why I keep pushing. I'm like, I feel like I'm on the precipice of discovery with my kitchen foil. I like showing really it's going good. somewhere. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. you've made, you've literally made um, what earrings from mm. foil. You've made yeah. bags. Now bags. And now we have, vessels. yeah, we've got vessels. Where can I take it next? I want, I need to make a foil dress. Like I have to do that. Even yeah. though it won't be very wearable and it will be like you're a, a human burrito. Like you know, it would be quite insulated for the Melbourne winter, let's say. <laughs> I'm like, what about shoes? But then that's, that's not going to oh go. My God. Actually, if you really compacted the foil, it gets quite rock hard. You could make a nice little heel out of that. You've inspired me. You uh, just remember to make room for thick socks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe we can make foil socks. <laughs> I need to make a complete <laughs> foil look. <laughs> Oh my god! I actually love this challenge because go. I have so much time on my hands. <laughs> I will die. <laughs> How do you even have time on your hand with the seven-month-old baby? Oh, I don't know. I'm actually, to be honest, you've caught me on a broken day. I'm actually feeling quite tired and haggard oh, really? today. I genuinely cried um, at about seven a.m. because oh. I was just like, like remembering just the joy of a really long sleep and it brought me to tears. Oh, God. (laughs) Like it wasn't, I wasn't even sad. I was just remembering the beauty of like 
Well, you know those days at uni and you would sleep like because you had a big night and you'd like sleep to like 1 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, my God. And like last night was just a bit spicy. Like like he woke up a couple of times. He's like going through a leap and I think he's, mm. about, to, he's like about to pop a tooth probably. Mm. Uh, and, then it, and then I like woke up again at like quarter to five uh and then yeah he just wouldn't go back to sleep sometimes he'll go back to sleep um i just find the mornings also when tom's asleep like and like yeah you're by yourself and you're entertaining baby and doing the things like and you're so tired like i find it really hard just like those couple of hours and anyway so i just like just you know i'm feeling some kind of way today Uh, and, but, you know, I'm still trying to, I have kind of made it my personal mission to at least try and connect with my like arty practice every day, even if it's in a small way, just doing something, if it's a doodle, if it's just organizing my pens, mm. uh, just making myself feel connected to it and thereby connected to myself, not just my mummy self, yeah. um, makes me feel good. Um, yeah. That's really nice. That was a long rambly response. No, it's, um, you've got some really good points, like motivational and inspiring points for the listeners, I think. Oh, I I hope so. I never think to every day to connect with myself because Mm. I I feel like I don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. Mums put everyone else's, um, needs first and there's mm. nothing wrong with either options but in no. the day if you're not feeling great then mm. everyone else won't either because it rubs That's off I, I tap into i tap into that thinking because i mean in the first few months oh look i did do work but um you know mainly at night and mainly when napping was happening more because obviously they sleep a lot more initially mm. um and I had days where I just wouldn't tap into anything and, you know, just in baby zone because you have to be, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I was, when I first gave birth to him and like left the hospital, I feel like I definitely like felt like I was leaving old Rachel behind. And then every week that has passed, I've been trying to like claw my way back to like a sense of that old, old self with like fully knowing that she is also dead. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Rachel with full self time has, and you know, without a honey, who's number one priority is, um, is gone. But I, I definitely still want to like make sure I'm connecting with my work because for me like and you know this absolutely isn't true for everyone but like my work is just so inextricably linked with who I am and when I and I it makes me feel good to produce work even yeah. if it's a diary entry or something like I feel good to get things out of my head onto paper yeah. um or you know onto foil as it may be <laughs> um, and if I don't do it it makes me really sad and I feel like I'm floating away from myself and then I'm not my best self for Hugo so I that's why that's why I tap into that idea that like I can be my best self when I feel like I am also honoring myself and everyone is happy as opposed to just you know serving um the fan uh but you know that being said it's been like such a balancing act though of trying to like work out the you know, Tom and I have these, I feel like, you know, pillow talk meetings where we're like, and that's what it looked like when it was too crazy. <laughs> that's what was a good day. That was a good balance because, I mean, you got to work it out. If it's your first baby, right? You, mm. you don't know and you work for yourself. Like you said, you booked in a market and everything like that after you had Akira. Yeah. I'm like, um, I, I was 
literally telling myself that I will not compromise my work for anything, which is dumb because when you have the baby, you're just like, oh my God, I love you so much. Oh my God. That love is crushing. That's yeah. the thing too. I felt like, like clawing back to your old self was like also crawling out of the love and being like, you know, like also like still loving them. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like I could have let that love just like fully, I was done. Like I was like, either I tap back into my work or I will never do anything again because I literally could dedicate my life to you entirely. Yeah. But then I was like, that's not going to be good for anyone when you go to school and I have an empty nest and I have a breakdown. <laughs> Let's try and at least reach a like happy medium. Um, yeah. Because, and only because that works for me, like also completely power to anyone who, who just is doing whatever they're doing because that's the thing. You just got to work out what works for you and to get that balance of good mental health and good um, focus on baby and all that stuff. But it's definitely like a journey though. Hey, it's just like. It's hard. It's definitely harder than what we're saying right now. Oh my God. It is so much harder than I ever 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 imagined and people told me it's not like people didn't warn me right I feel like your whole life you grow up with people telling you how hard having a baby is going to be but I still was like like it's going to be fine and I I just couldn't fathom beyond pregnancy itself and the birth because birth is built up to be actually the most harrowing thing Mm. I thought that um like I just feel like I actually didn't think beyond that and then when I had him and there's this whole journey of not only like working out how to be a full, fully functioning person whilst juggling all the just raw tasks that you have to do yeah. um, with also like starting to like live your life and then like doing that whilst feeling good with the knowledge that your heart literally exists outside your body now because it's walking around a little baby, you know? Yeah. It's like a whole new way to see the world. And no wonder our parents are like so terrified. <laughs> I said to um, mom, um, I don't know how old Akira was, but I said to her that I understand now how much you love me. Yeah. Um, because I, that's the feeling I have with Akira. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom being herself, instead of just taking it gracefully and saying, I love you too. She just gave me all this feel about how hard she's worked for me. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> You're like, yep, okay, I'll add that to the list of anxieties. Now I've gotten quite a serve as well um, because it's like funny because they're like, finally, like you understand. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's like the veil lifts on your parents. You're like, you did this for me? Like you did all this for me and then you had another baby and you oh. did it for them? Like, yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, but uh, look, I, I, as much as it's been hard, like I, like I do feel like, I don't know, again, so naive before I had him, before I found out I was pregnant, I had this sense that like, oh, you know, I've learned my lessons. I'm a grown up now. I'm existing in the world. Whereas now I feel like, oh, I've learned like a whole new realm of lessons and you know, how, what a gift that you can see your parents like, and you can actually understand that love and maybe the choices they made a bit more. Like, I feel like in some way it does force you to level up a bit, even to, you know, multitask and reflect. And it's just, a big journey yeah mm-hmm. one second i'm just gonna get my power cord my battery's yeah, about no to die so at this like total witch sense that when he's asleep um if i go in there it's like he knows i'm in there and he'll wake up Isn't i can't even talk thing? about akira i can't even talk to anyone about akira being asleep because i just <laughs> automatically jinx her 
so many times oh, she would so wake funny. up within like that five minutes after I told someone she's she's been asleep for two hours and she yeah yeah up like, she's like you rang hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's so funny I swear I like will tiptoe don't make a sound and then he'll just be like hello like <laughs> does he wake up happy yeah, so happy. And then it's funny because then over like the course of a two-hour window, I think I mentioned this mm-hmm. before, uh, over the course of the two-hour window, he like declines yeah. into like this ratty, ratty zone, which is like, okay, sleepy time now. But he wakes up like overjoyed. Does it cure up? Um, only in the mornings, I feel. Okay. Um, yep. Usually, rarely her nap times, she'll wake up and she'll talk. Mm-hmm. by herself but a lot of the time she'll wake up from her nap like hair everywhere <gasps> yeah yeah like eh, like it's the worst thing she's done yeah in her life, having a nap oh my god that's but so funny in the morning she'll wake up and go bing and she go mom and then starts talking oh, cute yeah he wait we call him the caterpillar because he always wakes up on his stomach and you hear him going like making this like laughing like breathy sound and then you go in and he's like flapping around like <laughs> lifting his head on his tongue and like flapping his arms like he's trying to fly or like you know move around like a caterpillar it's the friggin cutest shit i could die yeah does he wake up the same time every morning uh, at the moment, it's in the realm of like half past four, five o'clock. He'll be waking up, um, and then he, uh, and then he. At the moment, sometimes if we're lucky, he will sleep through from six, which is insane to me. Mm-hmm. So like from six to like four thirty. Um, but at the moment, in the last week, he's kind of been needing a dream feed at like ten. Or, or, and like, I was too lazy to do the dream feed last night. I was tired. So I got punished and he woke up at like 1230. Yeah. Um, it's so funny how you will be punished if you like skip something. If you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to try. It's like, well, it's just going to get worse. So just do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, you know, he's a good, he's been, uh, since we worked out very early on his feeding. Yeah. Uh, he sleeps really well because in the first couple of months with the breastfeeding and stuff, there was a real journey of waking up like every hour and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. not jealous. What? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you said you were, she's waking up multiple times a night. Hey. Yes. Oh, doll. Yep. See, why am I even crying about sleep? This is why I know that I'm being ridiculous when I'm actually getting a stretch of sleep. I have no business crying, but here we are. Well, but it's different though. The thing is you went from not having to wake up at all um, to having to wake up, I don't know, once. You're like, I don't know what, once? (laughs) And I'm fucking waking up five times, you silly bitch. You and I was good. Didn't I woke up? three times and that was a blessing oh stunning yeah <laughs> but yeah last night was annoying oh yeah yeah sometimes she is just she just kills me Mm-mm. she's no. here to keep you on your toes yeah, yeah. and yeah you know, yeah i just wanted I, what i just want was a conservative quiet daughter and I'm <laughs> a replica of me yeah it's just like are you serious <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but um, yeah, no, no, she, she's good. Yeah, 
I yeah. should complain about her a lot. Yeah, but- yeah. No, absolutely. Look, I'm I'm surfacing any comment that we make, whatever it is, with obviously, don't we love them deeply? <laughs> yes, we and do. Lucky they're so cute, or they'd be in the bin. Yeah. Jokes, but yeah, <laughs> jokes were kind of. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you quit your full time job to start on Tinseltown in 2017. Mm-hmm. We've established that, um, and. What was I going to ask? How did you, how did you go, okay, I'm going to work with Tinsel? Uh, well, it was like a real, like natural progression, weirdly, from like the work that I had been doing. So, because I started like, like properly, like, you know, trying to start a label and design stuff in like 2011 um, and along the road, because I wasn't a very good sewer, I was kind of like covering up my bad sewing with embellishments and like Again, because I never knew the rules. I was like, there are no rules. I'll just make stuff out of whatever I want. Yeah. Um, and uh, through that journey, started like making costumes for a friend of mine, Patience. And she had like a very similar aesthetic to me, like a real love for like vintage stuff and craft stuff. So we like started making like flower jackets and pom-pom jackets and all this sort of thing. And honestly, tinsel was just like another like fun medium that I played around with. And I think like 2014, 2015, I made her some costumes out of tinsel um, and they were like a big hit. Uh, and then I immediately got people asking me for them. And uh, then I just, again, put my product development hat on. I was like, how could I make something that, because the one I had made her had been very labor intensive, took a couple of days to make. Um, and I was like, how could I, you know, streamline this? How could I make them better? I started making some. I got a bit of feedback that they weren't like lush enough. Like people wanted more on the back and I'd been, you know, party at the front, thought the back we could skimp on. And I just kept like finessing my design to, to like what is the current tinsel jacket that I make um, now, which I call like the marzipan tinsel. There were like two types and, uh, and, and just, yeah, making, I, I wanted to, I also knew that I could turn it into a business, the tinsel, once I could find better, more fun colors of tinsel. Yeah. I was like, I, cause I used to just source them from like the $2 shop and stuff, which is terrible, but I really pity anyone who got one of those original jackets. <laughs> I now call them the poodles cause they, they were quite ratty, but sure. Um, and I found some really awesome tinsel colors and I was like, you know, baby pink tinsel mm. and magenta and tonal colors and then you know mixing them with some matte and playing around with them uh that's when I knew that I like had a business in it and yeah when the materials could kind of match up with the dream which they did and that's when I went out on my own so it's kind of a a real like journey to get there but it all happened like over a slow period of time yeah Yeah. and you still make them now you you've been yeah still make them now like once a month or so Ah, yeah. Yeah. Once a month and yeah, balancing that also. And that's what kind of gave me security as well to go on my own is like, whilst I do the tinsel jackets, I also at that time was working, I was doing styling for Frankie and I was doing installation stuff, selling kind of a little bit of my art. Like I, I knew that like, if one thing was ever going slow, like if the tinsel trade was to dry up, I had like styling or you know, installed to fall back on. If one of those was slow, I could use my tinsel jackets and I still follow that kind of thing. I I love wearing a lot of hats, even though sometimes I frustrate myself because I'm like, if I just focused on selling tinsel jackets, I could probably be a lot more, you know, profitable, (laughs) but but I find that diversifying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally. I hate that it's a road 
to burning out, but it totally is. And to diversify means that also I feel like it all feeds into this kind of world that you create. Like mm-hmm. when I'm working on install, like I'm invariably improving my design practice and vice versa, you know, like everything kind of feeds in and makes you a more well-rounded creative, I think. Um, if that's what you want to be, like what, I, I don't know. I say this all with under the guise of like, this is what works for me. It doesn't necessarily yeah. work for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where you start when you plan for your big installs. It's crazy. Oh, yes. Sometimes I honestly, this sounds terrible, I just wing it. Like a lot of the time I'm just like, like I did a really big install at a theatre this weekend and it was funny because um, I went in and like did the recce and like looked at everything with the staff from the place. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, we're confirming we can drill into the ceiling and like do all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then when I got there to install, they were like, oh, absolutely not. This is the heritage building. And I was like, and I was like, okay, plan B, let's just go for it in this other way. Um, so like, I've also learned like you can plan and like have an idea, but if you can also be like nimble and and just work with what happens, that yeah. works too. As long as I've got my zip ties and I've got my staple gun, I'm good to go, you know. <laughs> yeah. And the hot glue gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you're covering something in tinsel, it can't go too far wrong. But I do know this year, like I have felt in like part of, you know, 2020, new decade, I am like kind of wanting to like, I'm at a real like exploring experimentation zone at the moment. Like I've done a lot of like the same thing and I love repetition. It's a big part of like, you know, my creative process, but I'm feeling like, oh, you know, even, I don't know, you would probably maybe find this, like once your work starts to get replicated a little bit, um, you feel like the time is to like push through to like a new creative zone and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and I'm feeling a bit of that fire. Now to do something yeah, yeah gonna tap out yeah 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 definitely mm. I, I think um a lot of people would well I assume a lot of people would find that even you know a ceramist who makes clay play with clay all day mm. they still mm. make different collections different types of earrings yeah yeah or balls you know it's not yeah absolutely the same thing all the time exactly yeah. And so I'm excited about the Fashion Week show too, because I'm kind of um, going in a little, not a super different direction, but playing around with some different ideas and, um, and things that I've not done before with, with my tinsels. Yeah. Of course, I've chosen some very, very labor intensive designs, but I'm like, this is Fashion Week. It has to be fabulous. Yeah. What happened to <laughs> yeah. those pieces? Do they get um, sold? So yeah, you- yeah. But I think I will just make them as one offs and they're very the one what I'm going to do for fashion week is very like um I mean it's ultra non-commercial uh so I will have like a couple of like pieces that maybe people can buy even just things like some t-shirts I might finally try and do some things that aren't um uh jackets yeah. um, which I did do for my Disney collection last year like starting to move into some like actual things that aren't tinsel yeah. um but uh, the the pieces I show at Fashion Weeks, I think I think will just be one offs um, yeah. because they're and I, you know I I entertain myself by thinking that you know because I make everything um, in my wearable world other than like something like a t shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's part of my art practice, and I don't like replicating the really crazy dresses and things. I think that if someone buys one of those, like 
part of the investment that they're making is that it's just a one-off special piece as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, yeah. I need to write it down. I think that I need to get a ticket. Never been to a show. Oh my God, yes. And I keep moving oh so every year. She's like, tickets. Yeah, you, have you been to one? No. Oh, dang. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I miss out on her tickets every time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she is so great, Lara. Oh my God. She's the only reason I'm being, I'm able to do the shows because she's yeah. so organized and she's just a total dream. Um, otherwise I just wouldn't, with everything that's going on, like, yeah. yeah, I think actually at first I may have even been like, nah, I can't do it. And then she was like telling me all her ideas and I was like, oh, it's too good. I, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's okay, now what I've just it. been doing. I mean like, oh God, it's going to be so hard. Okay. Yes, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, we'll work it out later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to chat about? Mm, I feel like we've talked so much. I think we've talked so much. You're going to have such a job of editing this with all my like, Tom. I'm not not taking that out. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard when you're trying to catch up with people and record at the same time. Yeah, and record. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just great to chat too. Like a couple of times I feel like I've forgotten we're even recording a podcast. We're just having a natter. Yeah. Because I'm like super fun. (laughs) Yeah, you're such a fun cool mum absolutely um it doesn't tell me how long we've been talking I reckon a while because last time it was an hour and so now this time has been I think another hour so we're really this is a blockbuster Martin Scorsese uh one about trends and one about work and both yeah yeah yep yeah (laughs) All right. Um, okay. Maybe we'll just wrap it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, look, the one thing I would say is that like, I would just encourage anyone who's like, which as you know yourself, Mm -hmm. like anyone who is a creative wanting to have, because a couple of people messaged me about this being like, oh, I'm a creative and I'm scared to have a baby. Like I'm worried I'll never work again or stuff like that. Is that like, it is possible. Like, like with any like rough like not rough, but like, you know, big change in your life. It will take effort and change is hard and all that sort of stuff. But like, I, I genuinely feel like, um, it's obviously possible and you come out the other end stronger and like, it will invariably influence your work, I think for the better as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You you be even more ruthless with your work because you absolutely um you know uh, i guess more important as important priority now and you Mm. can't just say yes to everything anymore you don't let people walk over you even the the thing yeah Mm. no absolutely like that's been such a big lesson has also been i feel like even things i would do before hugo was born that was kind of hindering my own practice like sometimes just making dumb shit that was wasting my time like now that stuff just isn't even an option like i can't procrastinate because procrastination is death who has time to procrastinate now um like yeah and being able to say no and able to be more assertive and all that sort of stuff just because you have to be um yeah I was actually, I've right. been telling people that if you ever want to do everything you want to do with your life, don't have a baby. <laughs> but you know what? Look, on, on the other hand, I did hear, this is so funny from watching 
Oh my God. The most awful show. I'm going to say, it's, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's the most awful show, The Real Housewives of Melbourne, because those women are so horrible to each other. However, <laughs> as individuals, I'm sure they're all lovely. And one of the characters who was quite lovely, Chica, um, she, uh, she had this wonderful quote, which she often said, which was, you can have everything in life, just not at the same time. So she was like, yeah, you got to like space stuff out and absolutely you can have it all. You can have your own business. You can have babies. You can do it all, mm. but maybe it just can't happen all at once. And that is something I found really difficult because I like to do everything at the same time yeah. and I want everything now. I'm like such yeah. a Veruca salt. Um, but, uh, you know, th- that's been a big lesson of just slow down. You don't yeah. have to do everything all at yeah. once. And if you do, like maybe you won't be able to have your health because you're going to feel quite poorly. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I but, that the yeah, no, it is tough. But that's also, I'm, it is such a journey. And look, also, all this is coming from someone as well whose baby's only working out one, maybe two <laughs> times max. I feel like, mate, if, I, if Hugo was still waking up five times a night, I, I look, you're a hero. Are you still breastfeeding as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, like you deserve a prize. Like I feel like any woman who is like breastfeeding constantly <laughs> – like just needs to receive like constant gift baskets in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think that's been the real thing for me is that I, um, from three months cause I was pumping and breastfeeding and then I had to top him up. Mm. Um, then from like three to four months, I started transitioning just to bottle feeding yeah. and that a hundred percent has enabled me to work a lot more and be more flexible and have Tom help with the night feeds and stuff. Yeah. Um, if I was just breastfeeding, I, I think I would have absolutely had to stop um, working because uh, – so you're a hero, basically, is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> A-plus review. Yeah, maybe you need to make a bag that says, I am a walking hero. <laughs> or bags yeah. with beautiful nipples so I can just – Yes, absolutely. And maybe some bags with, like, raw nipples just to start some discussion around the fact that, you know, new mums have it real tough. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, nipples. Yeah, I know it's so triggering. Oh my god, I took photos of my boobs actually after um oh I think it was like week four and they looked like they had been shot off. And I was like, never forget. Because I felt so guilty about having to top him up and to pump. I was like, Oh my god, he's like not gonna know I'm his mum. Uh, and just like all the crazy thoughts that you have when you make any decision that isn't like, you know, what you wanted or what you planned. Um and, uh, and then I would just look at those photos every time because uh, they needed to heal. So I, it was just awful. Anyway. I need to say. Fun. Photo of, um, <laughs> oh, my God, babies. <laughs> uh, we went out yeah. one night and we're like, we went out for nine hours, I think. I don't even know why it had to be that long. But I got home yeah, yeah. and one of my boob, my right one, which is the power boob, was much bigger than my left one. And yeah. I took my top off and I gasped. I'm like, <gasps> Um, I'll show you a photo. It's ridiculous. Take your breath away. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I love how there's a power boob. Like my left one was weirdly my power boob because I'm right-handed and I just assumed that my right would really deliver, but absolutely didn't. It is still weird to me because now I've stopped breastfeeding that I have still had milk for so long and I'm like, when will it go? Do you still it's still it's actually amazing. Now? Our bodies are amazing. I still squirt only in the shower, um, like when they get a bit heated up, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're like milky. And I'm like, this is, I mean, crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's also my other little takeaway from having a baby is I feel like before I had a baby, I was so much more down on my body. Like I was, I, I saw it like 
more as like, yeah, just aesthetics and like, you know, I wanted to be fit. And now I'm like, my body is amazing. <laughs> it, like the way you heal and the way it functions. And, you know, I'm like, I love you, body. I love you so much. Thank you for like, you it's know, amazing. surviving yeah. this storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to be good to you and nourish you. And, um, yeah, I just see my bod so differently now. Definitely. Yeah. What a wild ride. Anyway, oh, I could now. honestly talk to you forever. <laughs> I know, yeah, okay. yeah. We should I'm wrap it up. Mom now. I'm a fierce mom, but we're going to leave this conversation. <laughs> what okay. a note to end on. My boobs look like they were shot off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll say bye to okay. All right. listeners. Thank you so much bye. for listening. Thanks for your time. And um, Oh, no worries. Welcome to 2020. Um, you too. Yes. All right. Have a good one, and I'll speak to you soon yeah okay bye bye